0: Welcome to A Wild New Work, a podcast about how to take wise, soul centered action in your work life, all based on the wisdom of nature. I'm Megan Leatherman, a mother to two small kids, coach, writer, and amateur ecologist living in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm your host today. Hello and welcome. I'm coming to you in the mid winter period, the first signs of spring are becoming more and more obvious. They're still subtle, but um, I was on a hike yesterday and noticed a few little buds on some bushes and trees that were growing even in the midst of all the, the dead plant matter all around them. And in this period, I'm thinking a lot about receptivity. That's kind of the main topic that we are discussing in Cedar Lodge, and that I'm thinking about this time of year. You know, the sun is in the sign of Aquarius right now, and Aquarius is known to be the water bearer. And so I'm thinking about the magic of these seeds that are underneath the ground and the process that they go through to crack open, to unfurl. And they do that through absorbing so much water that they cannot help but release. The shell can't help but crack open. It's the same process that crabs go through as they molt and that we talk a lot about in cancer season in the early summer. And I've been thinking about this personally and also for the clients that I support, you know, receptivity is a skill that not all of us are very comfortable with. Many of us have A lid over our cup or a filter or our cups are you know cracked and seeping water and we can't really contain and hold our energy and that's not because we're not smart savvy resourceful people it's because most of us weren't really taught how to have healthy relationships with the world around us how to like tend to our energy how to you know give and take in a way that is truly reciprocal we learned capitalism, which is to extract as much as you can from yourself or from other people or from the earth with as little cost as possible, and then to give and give and give and give in order to compensate for where you feel like you can't give or you're not good enough or, you know, you can't live up to someone's expectations or your own expectations that have been internalized. And so this is a really good, potentially powerful period to really look at your cup and really look at your ability to receive, to receive compliments about the work that you do, to receive new information and knowledge from sources that you may not expect, to receive the money that you need in ways that you may not expect, to receive new friendships, new insights about your career path and where you might want to go. There are so many areas where you may feel blocked or cut off or like the energy just falls away as soon as it comes into your life because you may have internalized a lot of rules and ideas about what it means to receive and to be in this large web of life where things flow through you and, you know, come into your life and then go out and there's no need to hoard or to um, stay empty, right? You can be full of vitality and wisdom and the insights that you need, but oftentimes they don't come in the ways that our ego demands or expects. They may not always look like what we see in dominant culture in terms of someone who's you know full or successful and so in today's recording which is a recording of a monthly meditative call that I do in Cedar Lodge, I want to offer some new perspectives on the magic of this midwinter season and what it might mean for you and also offer you an embodiment exercise to really tap into that sense of fullness and to remember that the vitality that you need in your day-to-day life doesn't always have to be extracted or pulled up from the depths of you. You don't have to frack, you know, for your own vitality. And so I hope this embodiment experience gives you a different sensation of fullness that feels regenerative instead of depleting. So I'm going to shift into the recording now, and I hope you really, really enjoy it. I'm going to try something new for this uh, month's reading and call. And I, just as I was preparing, there was a lot of extra information or um, it felt full. And so I'm going to put a little PDF in the chat in case that's helpful to pull to follow along or if you want to um, have it pulled up as we go or refer to it later, that's there for you. And if you're listening to the recording later, um, that'll be in the show notes for you. So welcome. I'm so glad that you're here and carving out this space for yourself. Um, Go ahead and just make sure you're really comfortable, give your body whatever it needs or wants in this window of time. If you can be looking outside or looking at a peaceful setting, that's ideal, but you can also close your eyes or just rest your gaze softly. I'm gonna start by sharing some thoughts about this shift from the early winter season into midwinter, and all of the archetypes at play in that shift. And then I'll also share what that might mean for you personally, individually, as well as an embodiment exercise to bring some of this in um, in a poem that I'm loving right now that I think you might like too. So it will be a full and nutritious, I hope 20 minutes together. So on on January 19th, we're moving from Capricorn season into Aquarius season. So the sun will shift into a new zodiac sign on January 19th. And we're moving from a cardinal earth sign, the first sign of the winter season, into a fixed air sign with Aquarius. And Aquarius is known as the water bearer. It's not the water itself. It's an air sign. It's the vessel for the water. You can think of it as like the clouds that can hold rain, that can move rain, that can, you know, bear so much weight until they sort of release. We're also moving in the tarot archetypes from the devil, which is associated with Capricorn, to the star, and the devil card has really been a look at our own relationship to the mind and our desires and our needs and what we think of as possible for us in our lives as also, also how we relate to limits and structure and whether or not the structures that we have in our lives and careers are really working for us. So if you've been in Capricorn season and find yourself sort of reevaluating whether or not your work is sustainable in the midst of this COVID surge or in the midst of your hopes and dreams for the coming year, you're not alone in that. And I encourage you to keep going, even if you have more questions than answers right now. With the star, which is associated with Aquarius, we're moving into this period of really deep healing and regeneration. The star is a reminder to nourish our nervous systems, to remember that everything that happens in our senses and our, as we intake the situations in the world and also everything that happens in our work happens through the body. And our body is sort of bearing the complexities and weight of all of that. And so in the star card, we remember that the healing that we do for ourselves, the nourishment we give to our own bodies, our spirits, our nervous systems, is absolutely related to and contributing to the healing of everything around us. We can't separate our energetic lived experience from the experience of the organisms around us. We're all so interconnected more than we even realize. And so the steps that you take in this winter season to love yourself, to give yourself permission to be tired or to feel however you feel, the ways that you ground your nervous system and really seriously tend to whatever needs tending right now is absolutely related to the collective liberation and healing of the planet. So any um, separation that you might feel or guilt that you might feel about taking care of yourself, um, I hope that that subsides a little bit this winter season. As we move from the early winter into the mid-winter, we can start to see that even in the heart of winter, things are still moving and shifting and growing. We start to observe and play with seed magic. You might remember if you've been in Cedar Lodge for a while that our course last winter looked at this process called imbibition, which is the process that a seed undergoes to fill itself with water from its environment and become so full that it can crack open and start catalyzing growth that sends that taproot down, it sends roots up to start exploring. And we can sort of embody that as well. So again, we're not We may not be focused on the actual water. We're focused on our capacity to hold and fill with that water so that something new can crack open, even if we don't know what it is yet or can't put words to it. And so for us as individuals in this period, this really lovely period of the winter season, the midwinter, we're focusing on our ability to bear, hold, and channel what needs to come through us right now, which is a lot. If you're awake to this world at all right now, and I I know you are because you're here, then you know that it's a lot to bear right now. It's a lot to hold space for the pain and ambiguity and questions and disappointment that a lot of people are feeling with this recent Omicron surge and the uncertainty as we move into a new year. And I just want you to know that you're not alone in that and that you're not expected to hold it all yourself, that your capacity to be that intact seed, to be that cloud that can be amorphous and hold the water that it needs to hold is part of your intrinsic essence. And it doesn't have to be, you don't need to hold more than you can really, more than you have capacity for right now, that we can hold it together. And so I want to share some specific questions that I'm thinking about in this unique season and that I encourage you to sort of consider. The first one is, how have I bought into the belief that all of the energy I need has to come from me alone? You know, the seeds in the ground that are starting to open and send roots down, those seeds don't have everything they need in order to become plants. They have the genetic foundation, they have the map, but they need the water, the nutrients from the soil, the sunlight, et cetera. And oftentimes I think we get into this belief that we are the only ones responsible for regulating ourselves or for getting the energy that we need. And we forget sometimes that there is a vibrant, pulsating, grounded world all around us and that we're already tapped into the vitality of the the web of life. And I know that sounds cheesy, but it's true. And so this midwinter season, I encourage you to really place your body and your heart in situations where you can absorb some of the reverberations of the kind of energy that you want more of, whether it's a, you know, a fast moving full river that you want to be near or a quiet place where there's been a snow that's just fallen, or a meadow where you start to see daffodils and crocus coming up, to really prioritize placing yourself in environments where you can co-regulate with nature. We need that, and it's something that we inherently know how to do. My next question is, where in my life am I overstimulated, leaking or overflowing in an uncomfortable way? In the embodiment exercise that we'll do, I'll sort of share a visualization that you can use for this, but many of us are um, overstimulated right now. You know, the activity and level of activity that made sense maybe pre pandemic. Could still be something that we're sort of holding on to and haven't renegotiated, or even what made sense, you know, in December of 2021 may not be making sense anymore. So, as we move into Aquarius, into midwinter, into the star card, I encourage you to get rigorous about how much you're taking in through your senses and what feels like a spacious, balanced amount for you right now. And on the other hand, of that question, you know, where are you feeling understimulated or thirsty or empty? It could be that you don't feel like you have a lot in your environment that feels inspiring right now or that really nourishes you or that feels um, hydrating. And so, again, it's not just about cutting out things that feel like too much. It can also be about drinking in or absorbing the water and the fluidity that you really need right now. My final question that I'll just put out to you, and um, again, this is in the handout that I shared in the chat or in the show notes, um, and I'll put that in in just a second. So you have it. But my last question is, how do I give my emotional waters a place to land and flow? And do I need to update that place? You know, there is so much that each of us are processing right now, and we don't always have a strong container for that, whether it's a strong morning practice, a movement practice, a therapist or a coach or a loved one that we connect with regularly. We may need more landing pads than, than usual right now. And I encourage you to really give yourself permission To find channels where your emotions and insights can really flow without having to do a lot of prep work. So that's why a a regular practice of some kind is so useful is because you can just show up and see what's there and let flow whatever needs to flow. You know, I mentioned at the beginning that I think of Aquarius as sort of the clouds in the sky that can hold rain. And we need those regular places in our lives where we can let that water go and sort of disappear into the release of that emotion. And now I want to guide us through a short visualization meditation that I hope will feel really revitalizing to you and will help you work with some of the water that's going to amplify over the next few weeks. So wherever you are going ahead and getting comfortable in your seat, you can close your eyes for this, or you can rest your gaze softly, Whatever is most comfortable for you. And we're just gonna start by counting our inhale and our exhale. So on your own, you can count your inhale, and then count your exhale. We'll do that one more time. Now I just want to invite you to extend your exhale by one count. So whatever it was before, seeing if you can exhale for one extra count. And then extending by two counts. Then extending by three if you can, if that feels comfortable. and then extending your exhale for as long as you feel like you can so that you're really wringing out your lungs. Now I invite you to just imagine that at the center of your chest, as big as your chest cavity, there is a beautiful goblet. It could be made of glass or metal, could be decorated with jewels or inscriptions. See if you can get some detail about what this goblet looks like for you in the center of your chest. And you start to notice that this goblet can mysteriously fill with a cool, sparkling water. And this water has the power to bring nourishment, to eliminate any toxins, to metabolize, and give new information to your body. And this water is abundant. It has no end. It comes from you, but also from outside of you. And I encourage you to just imagine this goblet. Imagine it filling with water, And it becomes so full that it overflows out into your heart. And your heart can carry this blood through your blood vessels, down into your limbs. You can imagine this water flowing down through your arms, into your hands, and coming back up. Down through your legs, into your feet, and coming back up. This water can flow into all of your major organs, bringing some sparkle and refreshment to your liver, your kidneys, your stomach and your gut, your bladder, your uterus, if that's available. You can send this water all the way up your neck to your brain. Imagining this water, refreshing your mind, and your perspective, how you see yourself, and also how you see possibilities ahead of you in this winter season. And any excess water that may be carrying things that you want to eliminate, can just move through the body's natural elimination system so that they leave naturally at their own time. And if there's anywhere in your body where you feel like you need some extra hydration, some extra opening and vitality, you can imagine sending this magical sparkling water to that part of your body And taking a deep breath, remembering that you can always come back to this visualization. If it feels authentic, you can silently speak some gratitude to the goblet that appeared and to the water that came to nourish you today and to the water across this planet that we live on. Before we close, I want to share a poem that um, has really moved me this winter so far and that I think you will appreciate. It's a good reminder that the complexities of the winter season are not meant to harm us or um, that the pain and struggle that might be here can be a refining, nourishing experience, even as challenging as they are. And that, you know, I believe that we came into this life with the instincts and intuition and gifts that we need and that it's not an accident that we're each alive in these really trying times. And I believe that our role is to get as close to that essence and the connection to the larger circle web of life as possible in this lifetime. So I'm going to read this poem to you and uh, I encourage you to just let the words sort of wash over you. It's called, I'm Going Back to Minnesota Where Sadness Makes Sense by Denez Smith. Oh, California, don't you know the sun is only a god if you learn to starve for her? I'm over the ocean. I stood at its lip dressed in down praying for snow. I know I'm strange. Too much light makes me nervous. At least in this land where the trees always bear green. I know something that doesn't die can't be beautiful. Have you ever stood on a frozen lake, California? The sun above you, the snow installed sea, a field of mirror, all demanding to be the sun. Everything around you is light and it's gorgeous and if you stay too long, it will kill you. It's so sad, you know, you're the only warm thing for miles, the only thing that can't shine. And I just love this so much because it's a good reminder that these winters, these periods where there's been a death and there's stillness and a quiet now are so important to our existence here as people who want to live in alignment with the natural world and with the seasons. And so I hope that Smith's words um, have moved you in some way. Okay, my friends, I hope you enjoyed that recording. If you did, I want to ask you to consider sharing it with others that you work with or that are in your life. And if you feel extra regenerated today to visit the podcast page, wherever you're listening to rate the show and leave a review. This helps the work get to more people who need it. So thanks for being here today. I'll be back with you in two weeks. Take such good care and I'll see you on the other side.